Section ninety of the Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Novella Serena. The Man Who Laughs by Victor Hugo. Part two, Book the Seventh, Chapter five they recognize but do not know each other gwynplaine was alone alone and in the presence of the tepid bath and the deserted couch the confusion in his mind had reached its culminating point his thoughts no longer resembled thoughts they overflowed and ran riot it was the anguish of a creature wrestling with perplexity he felt as if he were awaking from a horrid nightmare the entrance into unknown spheres is no simple matter. From the time he had received the Duchess's letter, brought by the page, a series of surprising adventures had befallen Gwynplaine, each one less intelligible than the other. Up to this time, though in a dream, he had seen things clearly. Now he could only grope his way. He no longer thought, nor even dreamed. He collapsed. He sank down upon the couch which the Duchess had vacated suddenly he heard a sound of footsteps and those of a man the noise came from the opposite side of the gallery to that by which the duchess had departed the man approached and his footsteps though deadened by the carpet were clear and distinct gwynplaine in spite of his abstraction listened suddenly beyond the silver web of curtain which the duchess had left partly open a door evidently concealed by the painted glass opened wide and there came floating into the room the refrain of an old french song carolled at the top of a manly and joyous voice trois petits corets sur leur fumier jurés comme des porteurs de chaises and a man entered he wore a sword by his side a magnificent naval uniform covered with gold lace and held in his hand a plumed hat with loops and cockade Gwynplaine sprang up erect as if moved by springs. He recognized the man, and was in turn recognized by him. From their astonished lips came, simultaneously, this double exclamation. Gwynplaine! Tom Jim Jack! The man with the plumed hat advanced towards Gwynplaine, who stood with folded arms. What are you doing here, Gwynplaine? And you, Tom Jim Jack? What are you doing here? oh i understand josiana a caprice a mountebank and a monster the double attraction is too powerful to be resisted you disguised yourself in order to get here gwynplaine and you too tom jim jack gwynplaine what does this gentleman's dress mean tom jim jack what does that officer's uniform mean gwynplaine i answer no questions neither do i tom jim jack Gwynplaine, my name is not Tom Jim Jack. Tom Jim Jack, my name is not Gwynplaine. Gwynplaine, I am here in my own house. I am here in my own house, Tom Jim Jack. I will not have you echo my words. You are ironical, but I have got a cane. An end to your jokes, you wretched fool. Gwynplaine became ashy pale. You are a fool yourself, and you shall give me satisfaction for this insult in your booth as much as you like with fisticuffs here and with swords my friend gwynplaine 
the sword is a weapon for gentlemen with it i can only fight my equals at fisticuffs we are equal but not so with swords at the tadcaster inn tom jim jack could box with quinplain at windsor the case is altered understand this i am a rear admiral and i am a peer of england the man whom gwynplaine recognized as tom jim jack burst out laughing why not a king indeed you are right an actor plays every part you'll tell me next that you are theseus duke of athens i am a peer of england and we are going to fight gwynplaine this becomes tiresome don't play with one who can order you to be flogged i am lord david deary moore and i am lord clancharlie again lord david burst out laughing well said gwynplaine is lord clancharlie that is indeed the name the man must bear who is to win josiana listen i forgive you and do you know the reason it's because we are both lovers of the same woman the curtain in the door was lifted and a voice exclaimed you are the two husbands my lords they turned barcafedro cried lord david it was indeed he he bowed low to the two lords with a smile on his face some few paces behind him was a gentleman with a stern and dignified countenance who carried in his hand a black wand this gentleman advanced and bowing three times to gwynplaine said i am the usher of the black rod i come to fetch your lordship in obedience to her majesty's commands end of section ninety recording by novella serena